Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Scentsy Brewcast. It's the voice of Scentsy Craft. Uh, you get me back here in studio again, solo. Um, getting over a cold. Uh, I assume I probably had it last week. Also, the kids, kids are germ buckets. <laughs> and even, I guess, when you are uh, remotely isolated from... Um, the world around you, they still can manage to bring all kinds of infections upon <laughs> the house around them. So I'm getting over that. Um, and so I'm, I'm still here in studio by myself making an episode of Cincy Brewcast. Uh, for those of you who are supporters on Patreon, you once again uh, if you missed last week, you have the video of the show. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying those. I've been working a little bit behind the scenes on getting all of that to be better. Hopefully it looks great this week. Um, this is going to be uh, an abbreviated show because of the fact that I'm alone and I don't have somebody to talk to. But there is um, some stuff that I wanted to uh, to cover. Uh, the biggest thing is Bach beer. We're starting to finally see Bach beers pop up around town. I know we've talked about it on the show in the past, um, but I wanted to really kind of dive in and give you a little bit of a breakdown of what Bach beer is, um, how it came about, and then how that translates into Cincinnati, into um, Bach Fest, and you know, what we can expect from that this year. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite beer styles, so we need to dive in a little bit. Let's start um, with very broad strokes. Let's talk about Bach beer, what it is, and how it uh, it came to be. It is a, uh, a traditional German beer, as a lot of the things um, here in Cincinnati uh, are rooted in tradition. It started in Einbeck, which is a uh, German city or, you know, uh, around the 14th century. So really long time ago. It's hard to uh, remember or remind yourself, I guess, that beer is old. You know, we live in the United States. We're surrounded by craft beer where it's all about innovation and the latest and the greatest and bigger and better and, you know, just, you know, recreating this and recreating that and <clears throat> trying to trying to be new when beer itself has been around forever, essentially. And um, that traditional side of what makes beer what it is is uh, very evident in other other countries like, like Germany. Um, and I think that that's something that we kind of, we miss out on because of, you know, the, the fact that we are a younger uh, country. But it is a... Uh, to me, it's important to uh, to know about and important to respect, I guess. So Bach beer has been around since the 14th century. Uh, you know, what happened was it was, a, it was a style, something similar to what we know as Bach beer was a style created in Einbeck. Um, in uh, the 17th, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So this, this beer style, which was made with the palest malt that you could get, uh, a little bit of wheat. Uh, it was delicate. It was nice and easy to drink. Um, it was it was brewed there. It was it was it was 
it was the, the name was a little different. But uh, the 17th century, uh, the Duke invited uh, this this guy named Elias Pitchler, Pilcher, something like that. He invited him to Munich to help bring the style that everybody was talking about to to Munich. He wanted you know this this Bach beer um, to be there. So Elias creates this 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 twisted kind of hybrid style between what Munich Dunkel at the time was so a dark lager, and then this Einbeck style, this this Bach beer as they were starting to call it. Um, he created this kind of hybrid of the two, which people were calling Bach beer. Bach in German means means goat means male goat like billy goat um it, it it just kind of became this uh almost like this uh this 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 little um cult thing this uh this this fun spring trendy style um but the what they knew was a mixture of these different techniques and procedures it became something else from what it was uh some would say better i say better i i like a uh um, a little bit uh a little bit stronger a little bit maltier heavier almost um style since then there have been many sub styles that were born from it um we've seen you know especially here in cincinnati you've seen my box and hellas box and doppelbox and things like that those are all sub styles of this quote unquote original Bach, which in itself was a um, creation off of the original Bach. Um, so you get uh, you get these big, bready, malty, sweet lagers. They're brewed as a celebration in the spring, this welcoming in of the new spring. You're you're finally getting rid of winter. You're 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 it's a celebration um that celebration kind of again as everything with the style kind of shifts and changed over the years uh the monks so if you go to uh to polliner um and i don't know around what year this was but polliner at the time was a uh, a monastery <clears throat> so there were monks there this was before it was a commercial brewery they brewed beer to kind of uh, you know, sustain the, uh, the the monastery itself to raise money, that kind of thing. Um, there still are places if you go into uh, the Trappists and things like that, that, that still happens. But um, they they brewed this beer in the, the spring around uh, Lent as kind of a, a little bit of a, a way to get around some of the rules of not being able to eat. Fasting at Lent was a thing that the monks did. However, they were allowed to us uh, to still drink. So they made this big beer. So they took Bach, which is a big beer already, and um, and kind of kicked it up another few notches, created Doppelbach. <clears throat> they created Salvatore, which is uh, means the savior. Um, that in itself became a style until they started pursuing the trademark years, years, years later. Um, it also created a trend of Doppelbox getting names that end in A-T-O-R. So a tour, you know, Salvatore, Celebrator, you know, you see all those names as 
top of box now because of the original. Um, it's higher in alcohol, uh, but bigger. You know, it's food in a glass. It's it's bready. It's uh, they're they're amazing. You know, I, I assume that everybody that listens to Cincy Brewcast has had a Bach beer, has had a Doppelbach, but um, as we get to this time of year, they just really hit the spot there. Um, smooth and easy drinking everything you want out of a big kind of winter beer winter going into spring um that's kind of the origin of where they came from came from einbeck moved to germany spread from there um as far as here in cincinnati the bach fest and bach beer kind of go hand in hand Back in the 90s, so 92, um, Hudipole Shaneling released a beer under their Christian Moorline category. So they had a line of Christian Moorline beers that were better beers. They made um, a Bach under that line. And to celebrate the release of it, uh, and also to celebrate some of the heritage that we've got here in Cincinnati, some of the history, they wanted to throw a festival around the release of their beer. So they did. They threw a parade, which started at Arnold's, and ever since then has always started at Arnold's. Uh, Arnold's was the oldest saloon. It was the uh, first place to ever serve uh, this beautiful Shaneling Bach beer. Uh, so it still is a huge part of Bachfest. Um, they, they threw this festival every year that they were able to <clears throat> until the, uh, the brewery kind of fell apart. And that at that time, uh, barrel house was around. So they kind of kept the tradition alive, kept Bachfest going, uh, after barrel house fell apart. Um, there was a group of people who, um, have supported OTR have, kind of pushed to keep development happening in OTR. Um, they took the reins and created um, a group that still to this day continues on Bachfest. 2010, uh, Bachfest kind of found a permanent home at Christian Moorline in OTR, the, the, uh, the malt house. Um, as everybody I'm sure that listens to the show knows, late last year they closed the uh, malt house for good. Um, well, I don't know that they've said for good, but they've closed it. It's, it's shut down. They are contract brewing all the more lime beers and that leaves the home of Bachfest kind of up in the air. However, since Bachfest is run by a group of people that that's what they do. This is, this is their, their baby. Um, it's not gone. It'll be back. It, uh, obviously last year, was um, we squeezed Bachfest in right before things shut down, but there was still that that kind of cloud lingering over everything this year, even more so. I don't know that uh, by the time we get to uh, to March that all of this is going to be gone, but in fact, I know that it won't be gone. Uh, so Bachfest is definitely going to look different, but it will exist, and I think that that is what everybody needs to know. That's part of what makes. Bachfest, such a beautiful festival, is that it existed before Cincinnati as we know it now existed. Um, 
it was a celebration in OTR when nobody celebrated in OTR. It was about uh, revitalization. It was about rebirth. You know, let's let's kind of take a big step and kind of look at this from um, I don't know an aerial view. Bachfest Bach beer is about welcoming in the new season. It's about spring. It's about kind of giving winter the middle finger and saying, we want to be outside. We want to, you know, hang out and drink beer with people. We want to uh, sit in the sunshine. You know, we're, we're done with winter. Uh, that's what the beer itself to me is about. It's what it, it's, it's what makes it so great. Um, aside from the liquid itself, the festival takes that same idea and relates it back to our city too. You know, not only is it a festival kind of celebrating getting back out of the house and welcoming the spring and, you know, giving the middle finger to winter and that, all that stuff. Uh, it is also a festival that celebrates OTR. It celebrates the city, celebrates a rebirth or a desire for rebirth, a, um, a, 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 it's welcoming in a new era over and over and over again. So whenever something is going on, you've always got Bachfest to remind you that there are other people out there that are ready for whatever we're going through to be behind us and to get on to that next thing. We're welcoming that. Uh, when OTR was going through some of its uh, its rough patches, we still had Bachfest. We still showed up for Bachfest and we welcomed in the next era of what OTR could be. That very much is applicable to 2021 and 2020. You know, as we enter this next era of our lives and the world and the pandemic, um, we're ready for it. We're ready to put everything behind us and move on. With that being said, I recognize that things are not safe right now. We can't gather in big groups. So Bachfest will look a little different, but it will be there. It'll be a way for us to, uh, to celebrate somehow, even if it's uh, in smaller groups, kind of the way Oktoberfest ended up being last year. But um, Bachfest will continue. Uh, if you don't know the tradition that started in 2010, um, the, the pre Bachfest precipitation retaliation. Um, in 2010, there was a big snowstorm the weekend of Bachfest. And uh, the, not only was the parade technically canceled, everything was shut down. There was a level three snow emergency. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. And uh, people still showed up. There was, you know, several hundred people that made it downtown somehow, even with a level three snow emergency. I don't encourage that. Um, but people still gathered. They still walked and made themselves a parade and gave winter the middle finger, <laughs> which is what it's all about. They, they, kind of personified what Bachfest to me uh, means and what it's about. It's um, it becomes every, every, every so often there is something that just kind of catches you off guard that 
you know, doesn't, doesn't fit with your vision of what the world is supposed to be. And, you know, it's nice to be able to have some kind of a celebration to, uh, to shake that off and, and be ready for, for what comes after that. And ever since, and ever since 2010, there has been this celebration, the precipitation retaliation where everybody gets together, burns a large, uh, snowman effigy to, uh, um, to ward off the, uh, snow to make, uh, the weather nice for Bachfest. And for the most part, it's worked. You know, we've gotten a little bit of snow, some rain, that kind of thing, but nothing, nothing like it was back in 2010. So as of right now, it's working. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it works out this year and, um, what, what can be done to continue some of these traditions because Bachfest is important. Um, Bach beer is important. It is, you don't find a lot of cities around the country that have a Bachfest, and you certainly don't find any cities around the country that have a Bachfest that can compare to what is happening here in Cincinnati. So uh, get out there and celebrate somehow, even if it's uh, in you know in your backyard with your your family, um, just to uh, you know to, to to celebrate this thing that makes us unique and to welcome in the next thing because um, I'm ready for the next thing and I hope that all of you guys are too. Uh, around town, there's tons of Bach beer. Um, Bach is one of those beer styles that every year when uh, Bach season hits, I put out a large post of every Bach beer in Cincinnati. That's coming. It's We're still again, I'm putting this out a little earlier than, than Bach season really. So you can look forward to that in um, March-ish. Um, maybe, maybe I'll start getting it out in late February, but probably not probably March. Um, so stick, you know, stick, stick around for that. Look, look for that and, um, get out there and drink as much Bach beer as you can possibly get your hands on because it's only around for a very short period of time and it is wonderful. We, um, we definitely, um, have some great ones around town and we will definitely talk about them more on this show as the weeks continue into box season. And uh, they are definitely starting to appear now. So keep your eyes open. If you see one, if you see a good one, um, especially, you know, shout me out on social media and uh, let me know because I try to get to as many of them as I can. Um, so make sure you're following me, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, all of that stuff, Twitter, uh, the gnarly gnome on pretty much everything. And, uh, let me know what Bach beers you're drinking and which Bach beers you're loving because, you know, Bach, I love a good, good, dark lager. So, uh, thank you guys. Uh, sorry. It's an abbreviated show. Sorry that it's another episode of you just listening to me ramble on from my basement uh, we will be back to normal next week. I already have it scheduled. It's already you know ready to go, um, barring any uh, horrible schedule changes. You know, knock on wood. I don't want to jinx myself. That's me knocking on wood. Um, we will have a uh, a good episode next week, and it's it's a it's a fun episode because it is with somebody that has never been on the show before. Um, so a little teaser for you: if you listen to the weekly pint, which is my live stream I do on Mondays. Um, on everything that you can possibly stream on, I think. Um, I th- I did tell what the episode, well, who who the guest was. So if you jump over there to watch um, 
the recorded video of the stream. You can you can spoil the surprise if you want. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Thank you guys very, very much. Um, it means a lot that you guys sit here and join me every week in this show that uh, um, that I love so much, Cincy Brewcast. Um, yeah, if there's any place you want me to go that either I haven't gone or I haven't been in a long time, just shoot me a message and I will try to get it scheduled and we'll try to get there um, as long as they will have me. This is Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft.